Hi, everyone, and welcome to Where Faith Grows. I'm your host, Laura Lambert. Every episode, I sit down with a friend, some old and some new, and we explore areas of our lives where we can let faith thrive and flourish. I'm so happy you're joining me here today. Let's find out together where faith can grow. Welcome back to Where Faith Grows, friends. Today's show is especially timely for all you ladies out there in a season of transition, uncertainty, or waiting. I'm interviewing soon-to-be college freshman Charlotte Lawson. Charlotte is a student entrepreneur with a passion for writing and seeing others succeed. She'll be attending college in the fall for the first time and is very excited to experience a new way of life away from home. Charlotte is building her online business with a naturally-based vegan hair care and skincare company called Monate. She loves what she does because, as she says, it doesn't even feel like work. She believes that's how everyone should feel about work, and she loves to encourage others to find their passions in their work environment, too. Charlotte has a passion for Jesus and is excited to see where God is taking her next in her journey of life on this beautiful earth He created. Today, we talk all about Charlotte's college plans, her experiences applying to college, and how some of her big dreams didn't turn out quite as she planned. I don't want to ruin any of the story ahead of time because it's a really good one, but I'll go ahead and tell you that Charlotte has beautiful insights into experiences where it feels like God has changed our plans and shifted the path away from what we thought He wanted for us. No matter if you're heading off to college soon yourself or are just in a season of transition and looking for God's hand in your faith walk, this episode is sure to encourage you and get you thinking in new ways about God's promises and plans for your life. Charlotte's words about dreaming big speak well beyond her years, and I just can't wait for you to be inspired by it like I was. So without further ado, here's my conversation with the wonderful Charlotte Lawson. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode. I'm here with the wonderful Charlotte Lawson. She's about to go to college in very weird times. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about when God changes your plans. We're going to talk a little bit about when God disappoints you, which, let's be honest, He does sometimes. So we're going to kind of dive into all those very real feelings that I think a lot of you are probably feeling right now. And yeah. Let's get to it. So first of all, just introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. I'm Charlotte. <laughs> um, I am a student, soon to be college student. Yes, it is a weird time to be going to college for sure. We're going to talk about that. Um, yes. I am a musician. I grew up in a musician family. We have done worship at our church for a long time, and I love doing worship. Um, school is something that's really important to me, which is part of the reason we're talking about part this Part of the reason today. it was such a big deal. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of what my life has revolved around for the yes. past 12 years of my life, because now I'm graduating high school, but especially the past year, just preparing for college and stuff. Um, and this is kind of like a broad answer, um, but I'm really big on following big dreams. Yeah. So that's important to me. <laughs> I, um, Charlotte and I have talked about this many times before, but I was like the same kind of student <laughs> that yeah. she is. So I, I think you're handling this whole like uncertainty way better than I would have. It's just like, yeah, because it was like really your whole world for the last year has been getting into college. 
So yeah, we're going to get into that. Okay. (laughs) But before we get into the whole school thing, um, tell us a little bit about kind of your testimony, like your journey as a Christian up to this point, like what, what have been common themes? What has mattered the most? What's been important in that walk? Um, so I grew up in the church and I've always considered myself a Christian. I got baptized when I was 10 or 11, so kind of young, but, you know, old enough to be able to consciously make the decision. Right. Um, <laughs> so I remember, I think it was like, uh, I think we were listening to Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone in worship, oh, and I just like one. crying. And I was like, <laughs> this 11-year-old just like, I don't know what to do. It was, it was, yeah. And things. yeah, it was so good. Um, and I was just like, God is in this room, and I am just like all in. It was great. And so I don't regret getting baptized that young at all because I feel like I was mature enough to know like that was the decision I wanted to make. Um, So it's definitely kind of young, but I'm glad I did it. Sure. Um, Yeah. And then fast forward to life now, and it's like I've lived, (laughs) obviously, considering myself a Christian and just— I've experienced God in so many more ways than I ever thought would happen when I was that 11-year-old, especially through challenges and just life changing, clearly. Like, Like, right now, a lot of things are changing. It's like Um, you couldn't have known the walk you were going to go on when you started. Yeah. So thank goodness you had the big moment in the beginning to be like, this is the right thing to do. Yeah, yes. (laughs) 11-year-old me was, like, not expecting She didn't know. Life coming. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But— Yeah, I've definitely been finding God in challenges a lot more for the past few years, especially this past year. Um, And now I'm pretty much in a season of like waiting and trusting because (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen. And that is definitely not what I thought about when I was 11, but it's part of it. It is. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like something that I don't think any of us can like prepare for those seasons. Like I'm trying to think of the first time I experienced something like that. And I really, I don't know what it would be, honestly, but it's like waiting seasons, I think are worse than disappointing seasons. Yeah. Because you're just like. The waiting is longer. The disappointment is usually fast. Yeah. The disappointment (laughs) is quick and then you can move on and accept it. The waiting is just like eternal and requires (laughs) some very serious like patience and trust, which is hard. Okay, so tell me, well, you've told me before, but tell everyone else (laughs) about the whole process of applying to college, getting accepted to college. What was it like? What was good? What was bad? Okay. Just that whole shebang. You ready for a long story? <laughs> yes, I'm ready for a long story. <laughs> okay. um, Buckle up, everyone. <laughs> so we're, we're really taking it back. Okay. <laughs> seventh grade. Oh, um, we are taking it back. <laughs> seventh grade. Um, we visited Pepperdine in Malibu, mm. Malibu, California. It's my dad's alma mater. I didn't know you visited in seventh grade for the first time. Yeah, we just took a trip to California. And then oh, yeah. my and dad then, was like, we're going to show you my school. Cool. And I was just in love. I, was I like, mean, it's I Malibu. Yeah, I was like, man, this is... <laughs> is going to be my life. Um, so I was convinced that I was going to go there for college, you yep. know, at thinking five years in my future, um, because that that's how plans work. That's, yeah, no, that's not <laughs> how it works. Um, so um, I Hard was, to make a five-year plan yeah, from yeah. seventh grade. I was pretty much convinced that I was going to go to Pepperdine for a long time, and yeah. then 
I think it was junior year, I started getting interested in Ivy League schools. Nice. Um, back to, you know, dreaming big. Yeah. Um, and I mean, why not? Yeah, why not? I always challenge myself in school and I'm super, super strict about my grades. My parents don't have to hound on me like that. Yeah. It's myself. Yeah, I put you're the gonna pressure be harder. on myself. Yeah. No, you're no, harder on yourself yep. than they would probably ever be. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. They would be like, oh, it's okay. You got to be. And I'm like, no, it's not okay. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I started to feel like a college environment where I'm surrounded by like-minded people who are, you know, enjoy a challenge would be something that I would thrive in. Um, yeah. So I went for it and I pushed for that big dream. Um, and it did become like a super big dream for me. Yeah. Um, and I worked my tail off. You um, did. Especially senior year of high school. Uh, which has turned out to be way different than I expected. But I I definitely worked really, really hard. And after researching schools and touring, um, we did like a whole East Coast tour with our family. We saw like 10 schools um, and it was super, super fun. And when we went to Princeton in Princeton, New Jersey. The beautiful. um, I fell like head over heels in love, like more than anything that I've loved in my life. Like literally. Princeton wooed you. Yeah, it wooed me for sure. I, we were just like in the parking lot and I was convinced that I was gonna go to school there. Um, And it just got better as we went for sure. Um, So yeah, I quite literally fell in love with it. Um, And then thinking, you know, well and smart because of how um, low the acceptance rates are at all these schools. Yes, I applied to a lot of schools. Um, How many did you end up applying to? 18. I was gonna say, I knew it was like over 15. I didn't know quite how many it was. It was too many. (laughs) I mean, that alone is a lot of effort. It was a lot. I don't know how I did it with like senior course load. Yeah. It was a lot. And especially because a lot of your Ivy League schools, they they it's not like those are common app schools. Yeah. So you were like separate applications for every yeah. school pretty much. They, yeah, it's like they're through the common app, but then you have supplemental essays yeah. and short answer questions for each school. And it's like, I could reuse some of them sort of, but I always had to change it a little bit. So yeah. lots of essays a lot um, of work. and a lot of work and energy went into it. And then, yeah, so I submitted my application for Princeton early because right. I was, like, convinced that I wanted to go. Um, Top choice, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I heard back in December, and first of all, the night before, I didn't sleep. <laughs> Not <at laughs> like, all. Yeah, like, uh, I would just wake up every probably five minutes. Um, and I was at a choir event at the zoo when I when my decision came out. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. knew this. It was fun. And I was just singing and, like, going to explode because I knew it was, like, 6 o'clock. And I was just uh. dying. I was like, we need to finish this song so I can open it. Um, yeah, it was super fun. Um, so I didn't end up getting in, but I also didn't end up getting rejected on that night. More waiting. Yeah. So I got a maybe and that was, I am the type of person that definitely holds on to hope. Um, Yes. Same. Yeah. And the maybe to me was, it's not a no, so I'm going to keep going. Um, That was, I wasn't going to give up on that dream basically. Right. Um, And so I ended up putting more energy into it. I wrote a letter basically saying it's to the deed of admission. That's a little scary. I was bold. The big honcho How was I that bold? Yeah. Uh, herself, actually. <laughs> the big honcho yeah, yes. um, And so I wrote a letter basically showing that I'm still interested in the school and, you know, sort of in a way saying, like, you should accept me because this. So right. it's kind of weird to write about yourself like that. Yeah, um, to tell why you're yeah. so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, but I I pushed for it. And kind of backstory, we visited Princeton that first time. Yeah. And then after I submitted my application, 
We visited it a second time, um, and I just spent more time there, That's talked right. to professors, like did a lot of stuff, like got really involved, and I was just more convinced that I should yeah, go there. Yeah, that only makes the dream feel like <laughs> yeah. more solidified because now you're like attached. Yeah, I, I was very attached um, and talking to people and making connections. And every single time I was on campus, I just completely felt like God was telling me it was where I was supposed to be. And like the strongest. Yes. I know this feeling. Crazy. Like I, before we went on that East Coast trip, I prayed all the time. I was like, God, just give me the feeling at one place. Right. So I know it's the place I'm supposed to go. And that was literally the only place I got that feeling. Um, so crazy. Which that just makes it so much harder because yeah. then you're yeah. just like, well, people need to wait till let's get to the end yeah, of the story. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll get to all that. <laughs> um, so he totally gave me that feeling at Princeton and it yeah. was very you know, reassuring for me to have that prayer answered. Um, so it was such like a God anointed place and just yeah. like a journey. I was like, I need to be here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And I think that's how I stayed so confident about it when I got the maybe, cause I was just like, you were like, I've 100% I convinced. I was like, I don't care that I didn't get a yes right away because I feel like it could totally become a yes. Yeah. Um, and I was still obviously anxious and unsure sure. because, cause more waiting. Cause 5% acceptance rate. What in the world? <laughs> like, so that's low. crazy. So many, I know they have like 35,000 applicants. I was about to say, 5% they let in sounds, yeah. sounds low, but then when you realize how many people apply, it's like, it's really low. It's really low. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I obviously was still very unsure about it, but I felt like God wanted me there more than anything, like so, so strongly. Yeah. Um, and then the waiting period was until the end of March. Um, keep in mind, quarantine started in the middle of March. So right. all of this was happening and doing that too. So really fun. Um, so March came, I was dressed in all my orange. We were all super excited. And the day I, of. yeah, I didn't get in. Um, <laughs> like, so no. I can talk about it now without crying. So that's a good, good that's progress. Good. Yeah. Um, and I literally have never felt that broken. I cried for like three days straight. Well, it had been building up for months it's and months forever. and months. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was this crazy. is going to happen. This is going to happen. God is going to do this. He's yeah. going to come through. And then it's like. And I was like, nope. What? <laughs> yeah. And I, I just remember like my head hurt, like was gonna explode because I was crying so much and like yep. my eyes hurt and I was just exhausted literally just like obviously emotionally c- completely exhausted and I was just thinking I never want to go through a breakup because I feel like I'm <laughs> going through a breakup right now <laughs> that was like what went through my head yeah I was like I can't do this um yeah oh it was gosh. definitely rough um so a huge challenge of faith because I was just like yeah. this is where I'm supposed to go and then God oh. was like <laughs> Nope. <laughs> so weird uh, for sure. Um, and it's just like, I was like, God, I know you have a plan, but what is it? Because I thought you were telling me and now it's right. not happening. Yeah. Weird. So like, what do you, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you about this, so I apologize, but okay. that just, your story is like making me think this because I've had these experiences too, where it's like, you feel so strongly like this is what God is saying to me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have literally, I mean, I'm going to sound like a crazy person for saying this, but sometimes I have literally felt like God audibly spoke to me and told me something. And then mm-hmm. it's like, it doesn't happen. And so how did you reconcile that with this story? Like, how how do you, like, what do you think about all that now? Um, I think it's like, like I'm still in a place of questioning because I still yes. don't necessarily, there are still a lot <laughs> of things hard. up in the air. Um, and I kind of wonder like, did I mishear God's voice? Right. Or was it just me being like selfish and saying, this is what I really want. And I, my brain was like, 
it's God. Cause you know, I, I like, felt the same I thing. I feel like yeah. I can, that can totally happen. And it's, it can be confusing to hear God's voice. I know a lot of time just in general, sure. um, whether it's like small plans or, or big plans that you're making in your life. But yeah, I, I, I wonder like, was I just being selfish and thinking that it was God? Right. Um, and, but I, I still do think it was God. Cause I feel like um, there, I've never felt something that was like that special. Right. And I think he puts the special things in our lives, like mm-hmm. for a reason. So it wasn't totally, it was completely for a reason. Like, and the fact that I had like just blessings that came from it in general was the fact that I loved it that much. Yeah. Like, that's important. Like that's a part of my life. And like, obviously yeah. it helped me grow. Um, so I think I kind of forgot the original question that you asked me, but no, you're saying, I hope that answered it. You did. And like, I think, I'm trying to remember a time in my life that I can like say specifically where I know this happened, but like the only one that's coming to my mind is when we moved from Atlanta to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I was like so like this is what God wants. Like this is so clear. Like there were so many signs. So I was like we're doing this, you know, and I it, it was so much so that like I was in the middle of a teaching contract and Matt was in the middle of a job. And I said, you know, if an opportunity becomes available, I'll know. Like, that's him telling me it's time It's time to go. And the next day, um, I got a Facebook message from a former teacher of mine saying, we have an open position, and basically it's yours if you want it. And I was like, this is it. But the weird thing about the whole thing was, so we said, okay, we're going to do it. And then Matt was in the middle of applying for a job. And it took him like three months to get that job. So I lived here. I don't know if you even know this. I lived mm-hmm. here without Matt for three months. I didn't know. Waiting for him to get a job. And the whole time I was like, what if he doesn't get this job? Like this could be <laughs> like a lot of work for a nothing. total mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work out. But all that to say, I think one thing that I learned out of that, and I think you're saying you're you learned the same thing, is like whether God comes through how you thought he was going to come through or not. I think sometimes he just wants to see if we're willing to take a leap of faith with him. Mm-hmm. And so like that is the promise. Yeah. It's like, I think, and I think he, not like it's a test and he like wants to see you be disappointed, but yeah. just like, I think he's honoring like, wow, you and he and you partnered in that dream together. And he was like, wow, Charlotte took a huge leap. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And yeah. you grew in that. Yeah. And I think like, obviously the disappointment of the college process was, it was not one rejection. That was mm-hmm. the one that stung, but you know, I had like the, I think I applied to six of the Ivies because two of them I just didn't like. Was, right. You know, picky like that. No. Um, but had <laughs> to be choosy uh, with my yeah. Ivy League. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get into any of them. I got waitlisted at one. The it's, That door is pretty much closed. Um, right. And because everything that's going on right now is just crazy. But it's obviously the disappointment was like not something that I liked. Um, <laughs> but I, I grew like so much. And because I liked to plan so much, it yeah. was, God was just showing me that like, his plans are like way greater than mine, even if I don't know what his plans are. Right. Yeah. And I learned to be flexible. Like I never thought I would have to be flexible. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for the the growth. And like, I have been totally having to rely on God. And I feel like he's just given me a break from lo- relying on myself because right. that's what that's I've done well for the said. past like 12 years is just like, mm. the, not even like little things like doing well in school, but I'm relying on myself to like, do, you know, meet my goals. And right. he's basically saying, you know, this goal was good, but I have something better. And now you just have to rely on me to get you where you're supposed to be. And that's like, oh, wow. That's like, yeah. that's a profound statement because I think that, 
I mean, it's boiling down to the whole concept of like trusting in our own strength versus trusting in his. And mm-hmm. like, I think we learned that lesson our whole lives through. <laughs> like, I don't mm-hmm. think we ever really <laughs> learned that lesson totally. Yeah. I know I haven't. In heaven, but, maybe. <laughs> yeah, in heaven, we'll figure it all out. But it's like, just that concept that like, you don't have to put it all on your shoulders. It's like, that's, mm, that's mm-hmm. well said. Today's show is brought to you by Celebrate Life Market. I'm always looking for shirts and other clothing items that share positive messages and inspire people. I love using what I wear to strike up conversations about faith and joy and positivity. Celebrate Life Market on Etsy is my new go-to place to find all kinds of positive and uplifting shirts, sweatshirts, and tote bags. I just bought the shirt I'm actually wearing right now from them. It says, make everybody feel like a somebody. I love it so much. It's cute, colorful, and so soft. And I just love the thought that I'm using what I wear to spread a message of hope and positivity. If you spend $35 with them on Etsy, you can get free shipping for your order. And if you use code WHEREFAITHGROWS, you can get 10% off today just for being a listener of the podcast. So head over to Etsy.com today and search Celebrate Life Market to find them. Okay, so this is kind of a big question. Mm-hmm. So prepare yourself. I'm ready. So like you're talking about how you have big dreams and big plans. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like, do you think God values those like big plans and dreaming big? Like, do you think that that's important for people to do and why? 100% important. <laughs> um, and 100% he values our plans because I think my so-called like plan of getting into Princeton was definitely my plan. Right. Um, but it was like a part of his plan. So it's sure. The he process there, was probably yeah, He put it there for a reason. It was a part of his plan and getting me, um, you know, where he wants me. And I think he valued the plan of mine by letting me experience Princeton like learn how to be passionate about something because I was so passionate about it. And that's like a part of growing me into who I'm supposed to be is letting me find things that I'm actually passionate about and like learning what I like. You're saying such good stuff. (laughs) Like growing and learning to be passionate about things. That is well said. And he like, he introduced me to people there who have supported me during the whole college process. It's like they live in New Jersey and I live in Tennessee. Um, Mm. But I think like the whole thing it showed me how to like truly dream big and yeah. by finding things that I actually enjoy and like knowing that like part of myself and like identity. Oh um, yeah. So he valued my plan and then he used it to put me into his plan. So yeah. like that's just way better, you know? It's like, and right now yes. there's so much unsure still and it doesn't feel necessarily better than like the dream of going to like this crazy awesome sure. school. But it's also like, I know that he's already putting things into my life that are, giving me, you know, life and like things that I like and things that I'm passionate about that I didn't know I would be passionate about. So he's obviously taking care of me. (laughs) Well, and it's like learning to have that trust that like, okay, obviously he was in this, like whether it turned out how I wanted to or not, it's such a cool thing that you're able to look at it and see like God was in that process Mm -hmm. because then that gives you confidence moving forward because then it's like, He's going to be there. He was always there. And then five years down the road, I bet you'll look back and be like, thank goodness I didn't go to Princeton because Mm -hmm. then X, Y, Z wouldn't have ever happened, you know, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Yes. (laughs) So I have been thinking a lot about the verse. I think, yeah, Psalm 37, 4, where it talks about God valuing the desire of our hearts. So tell a little bit more about how that relates to your journey. Just 
not necessarily the outcome, but him valuing the desire? Um, I think he knows the desires of my heart better than I do. Um, oh yeah. Well said. <laughs> yeah, clearly because I didn't end up where I thought I wanted to be. Um, but I know that I'm on the road to his actual destination for me, which is really important. Um, and I kind of already touched on this, but he gave me like so many amazing experiences from what I desired. Yeah. And he didn't like disregard my desire to go to Princeton and like have these crazy things that, you know, seem somewhat unachievable. But at the same time, I was like, I'm going for it because I like to dream big, like I talked about. So he didn't disregard that desire. And he, he let me fall in love with that and be passionate about it and experience it and learn what I loved. Um, and then he let me, you know, partly live out that desire by experiencing yeah. it. Twice. So, yeah. So he totally, yeah, twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then he just kind of pivoted me off of pivot. It just makes me think of friends. Yeah. Um, pivot. He, he pivoted me from <laughs> that path of experiencing Princeton and thinking that I was going there to a road that's leading where I'm supposed to go. So I think he, yeah, that's, <laughs> enough said. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> yes. It's like, I love that it's kind of like, even though there's disappointment in this journey, it's like, don't we want life to be like this? Because Mm -hmm. I can't imagine just like, even though I love to plan and even though I love like knowing what's going on, what a boring life if it was just like, and this is what I want and this is what happened. And then this Mm -hmm. is what I wanted. And then this is what happened. But instead, like how great that we serve a God who like cares about our passions. And he's like, yeah, you're, you get to live through this process. And then yes, I'm going to kind of course correct to like Mm -hmm. what ultimately is the, what he road he wants you to go on. But I feel like life would be a lot less fun without that. Yeah. (laughs) The spontaneous moments are a lot of times the ones that you remember more, even if it's just like, let's, you know, pull off the side of the road on this road trip and camp for a night. Like, and the small things like that, things become the memories, things that you're not expecting. And that's why I think that like dreaming big and pursuing dreams is like a wonderful way for God to show you what really matters to you. And mainly like what matters to him that he wants to matter to you, if that makes sense. (laughs) Like, you know, finding what he wants you to Because you're going out on a ledge. Yeah, yeah. So when you go out on that ledge with God, it's like he can show you you're vulnerable. And so he's able to like really reveal to you the things that he's wanting you to see about yourself and about him and his heart. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I don't know why I was thinking, I keep thinking about this, but I keep thinking about your whole family dressed Mm -hmm. in orange shirts the day you found out. And I was like, obviously that was a horribly disappointing day. Mm -hmm. But even now, just months later, you can look back on it and say like, wow, like they were so with you. They were so with you. And like, I think in 10 years and 15 years, like that's what you'll look back on about that day. Like your mm-hmm. whole family got so excited with you. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what it's all about. My, you know? my dad let me paint his big toe orange. <laughs> Just the one. Just one. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. My brother was like, no. He wasn't about to let it happen. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like stuff like that is what makes the adventure of life very cool. And one thing that I've been thinking a lot about lately that relates to your story is like, I think God honors our dreaming big and our willingness to like take leaps of faith and jump off the ledge with him much more than he honors the outcome sometimes. It's Mm -hmm. like, he just wants to know that you will because God doesn't need heroes to do his work. He just needs like really reckless people. (laughs) Not reckless like in a bad way, but he needs people who are willing 
to jump. And he, That's, he, and just he needs, uses, yeah. in like the Bible, uses people who All the are, time. are either outcasts or seen as doing yes. things that are reckless and then uses them for his work and yeah. all the stories that we remember now because they yes. show how powerful God is. Right. Because they weren't meek and sitting back and saying, I don't trust you enough to jump out on a ledge, you know? Right. And, and like, he loves using people like you and, like, people who are willing to jump off the ledge because he's like, oh, she's got a little bit of spunk. You know, yeah. she's going to do well. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be a good one. A good one. Okay, so you started touching on this, but what advice would you give to other people who are in a situation like yours? Maybe they're applying to college or a new job or looking to make a big move. People who want to, either people who want to dream big like you do or people who are just big dreamers, what would mm-hmm. be your advice to them? Um, I think for people in like situations like mine, what, just dealing with disappointment, mm-hmm. I say, I mean, this is like a cliche answer. That's okay. But, we welcome that here. <laughs> um, yeah, we welcome cliches. Just like pray a lot and try yeah. really hard to actually listen for God's desires for you because obviously if your desires don't happen, then you know that God's telling you, his are going to be better. Right. And so he's going to, you know, put you on that path and tell you what his desires are or show you somehow. Um, and he may show up in ways that like you completely don't expect and put things or people into your life that are exactly what you're looking for and you never would have thought you needed. So just like keep in mind that even like something may come into your life and you have no idea that that's what's going to fulfill the desires of your heart, but then it's going to turn into it. And you just don't always realize things right away. So keep yeah. that in mind. Be open yeah. to it. And then to dreaming big, I just say, don't be afraid of it ever. Like, like <laughs> ever, just, ever, ever. Like be bold because like God is running next to you and he's also leading the way. So he's running yeah. with you the whole time, but he's also in front of you and taking you where you're supposed to be. And like, he wants to see you succeed and he wants to see your big dreams come true. But you just have to remember that sometimes he knows your big dreams like your true big dreams before right. you do. Like you may have one that you think is your big dream and he's like, I have a better big dream for yeah. you that you are going to achieve. That. So like, you know, he has you on the path to the better place. The better big dream. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes our big dream is based on like an outcome or a product, but mm-hmm. like his big dream for us that is based on like that root desire, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's something that I know I've had to learn like the hard way many times. It's like, I think something is my dream, but the reality is like whatever is lying under the surface there, that's like the heart of that dream. That's what God wants to fulfill more than like, like God isn't boxed in by one school, by one like outcome, by Mm -hmm. one place to live or whatever, but Mm -hmm. he, he can work outside of that to fulfill like the heart of the dream mm-hmm. i like you said the root desire because like yeah we a lot of times don't know what the root desire is and we it's think hard because we, we it's easy to be surface level this reminds yeah. me of my english class this past year <laughs> it's like don't be surface level that was what we heard the whole year and then oh, yeah. like we dig deep into a book or yeah something that we're reading and we're like oh that's what it really means and so it's like there's that's always like a part of us there's like a root level thing that we're not seeing necessarily all the time, but yeah. he's going to get us to understand it at some point. <laughs> it's like the most recent like hard reality that I've had to learn is I, for like three to five years now, I've been like, okay, my big dream is I want to write a book. Like I want to write a Christian book. Yes. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. I was like, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. And then I started kind of getting into the research on it. And I realized one, writing books really hard and takes a lot of patience. <laughs> And number two, um, it's not so easy just to, like, get a book published. Like, yeah. I thought it was. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. As it turns out, you have to like have some semblance of a following. So that's kind of hard to do. And, or you have to like already have made a name for yourself. And so I felt like that dream, not that it was crushed, but it was more just like not yet. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started thinking about this podcast, like about a year ago. And it occurred to me that my big dream wasn't ever to write a book. It was to encourage women mm-hmm. in their faith. And I was like, okay, so God just provides a way. Yeah. And that's the same thing with what you're talking about. It's like your big dream was Princeton, but what was your big dream really? You know, and mm-hmm. I think you're we're all still rooting that out. But yeah, we'll yes, get there. we are. <laughs> I think that the point is there's a root under there somewhere. Yeah. What is the big dream really? And it's that's the fun adventure of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. That's life. <laughs> that is life in a nutshell. Yep. <laughs> okay. Last thoughts before we jump into just like this fun part at the end here any last thoughts about dreaming big jumping off the ledge or disappointment because we've covered a lot (laughs) yeah I mean I guess I just reiterate what I already said don't be afraid to dream big God's with you the whole way and like if it's a no then it's a no and it sucks for a little bit yes but then (laughs) you're gonna get over and be okay because you know life is not gonna be bad if you don't get what you want even though that sometimes is the mentality because we do get what we want a lot of times. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So just know that, you know, not getting what you want is not the end of the world because there's something better. And On that is kind of cliche too, but it's true. It is almost always true. <laughs> I'd say cliches are true a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, there's a reason why they're cliches. Yeah, because they're said a lot and they're good advice. <laughs> exactly. So this is obviously more fun and exciting, but I always try to end like this because it just opens my eyes to new things that are out there that I might want to try or that listeners might want to try. Yeah. So tell me about three things that you're loving right now. And it could be like a product. It could be like a show. It could be a book. Um, I've had people even say like, yeah, I'm loving my yoga class right now or whatever. So nice. the this it's broad, very broad. Just Anything. Three things that you would recommend to a friend. Okay. This is like sort of a product combined with something that I'm just enjoying. Um, yes. I have a <laughs> new job. <laughs> a new job. It's a network marketing job with um, Monate, a hair... It's a naturally based and vegan, just clean products, hair mm-hmm. care and skincare company, um, which has never been something I'm like super, super big on, but I have been looking for something that I can, you know, pay for college and and, and not, be, not be in debt. <laughs> yeah. And do it, you know, on my own hours. So it's really nice and been like an answer to my prayers in the time yeah. of, like we said, waiting. Um, God's just been like, here, put your energy into this. And I'm like, okay, 100%. Like I spend a lot of my time on this now. Diving in. And it, you know, it gives me something to do. Um, and like, I love the community of women. Like my team specifically, we're just Christians and God loving women and Jesus following. And it's just another community for me to be involved in like that. Um, yeah. And they're all amazing. And like dream big is like, all that any of us talk about. Like <laughs> it is very motivating and just fun to be around. Obviously the products are really great too. So got to plug that. that. <laughs> Love the products. Um, and it's just nice to know that I have that thing that, like I said, that I wasn't expecting, right. but it's fulfilling a desire that I didn't know I had. Um, so yeah, well, and it's giving you a community of people who dream big like you. And I think mm-hmm. that's just energizing. Yeah. It just helps especially in a season of waiting to know that like you're in this with other people. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what's my next thing? Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So um, this is like another kind of community oriented thing, but uh, the college that I am going to, which is Colgate University in Hamilton, New York, 
plans may change because of corona and all of this fun stuff more writing right now that's my plan and I'm sticking with it (laughs) um so it's just been nice I've been really grateful to like have at least somewhat of a plan right now yeah um at the same time I'm kind of just like it could change and I'm gonna have to be okay with it but I'm getting a community of people to talk with and like relate with because everybody going in we're all experiencing the same thing we're all seniors going to college and being like we may be online we may not be able to come they all have everyone has no idea we may have two months of schoolwork and then be on break forever like you know we don't know what it's gonna turn out to be and so it's just nice to have like get to know people that I don't actually know get to know them virtually Um, digital yeah digital meetups and just I like having the community and God's just kind of letting me have that passion again too because like I said Mm. I was super I've always been like passionate somewhat about academics and it kind of faded when I when I got rejected from Princeton and all of that I was just like (laughs) I feel like I don't know if I care that much anymore what's it all for yeah (laughs) what is it for absolutely nothing exactly Um, (laughs) but he I think God is just kind of making sure that I don't let go of that passion which is good because it is a like, it's, it's important, important to me, and he's not letting me let go of it. He's so. blowing the flame a little bit. Yeah, he's like, hey, you still care about this? <laughs> don't forget, don't forget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's okay, a good one. My third one is a, okay, it's serious to me, but it's kind of a joke. Um, <laughs> smoothie bowls. <laughs> I, how did I know smoothie bowls were going to be a part of yeah, this? Um, I can attest, though, before you jump into this, that you do make the best smoothie bowls. Thanks. They're really good. I should open up a smoothie shop. <laughs> yeah, forget school. Yeah. Buy a van. Outfit it with a window. Sell some smoothie bowls. Smell. Some, smell. Smell <laughs> some smoothie bowls. Sell some smoothie bowls. Yeah. So I, I'm going to tell you how I make my smoothie bowls. Yes. Just so people know. Because you can do this yourself. And I highly oh. recommend it. And also in the show notes, first of all, we'll link your products mm-hmm. so that people can go check them out. We, and then we'll link this. So yeah. we'll, we'll, smoothie bowl. if you <laughs> are listening important. to this, like on, um, your phone or something, go to my blog and check out the show notes so that that way you can get this recipe from Charlotte because I promise you, it's great. It's so good. Okay, so the dole, it's like a mixed tropical fruit. So it's strawberry, pineapple, mango, something else. I forgot. Um, But it's the tropical one. Yeah. And it comes in a giant bag. Yeah. If you have like a Costco or a Sam's Club, um, they should have it. Um, And... I use that, and then I also just use mixed berries, and I put honey, and mm. not like that much, but just like a little bit because a, a little, a little sweet. Um, <laughs> probably no more than a tablespoon. That's probably about how much I use. Yeah. Um, and then I just put water in it, and you know, depending on how much thickness you want, blend it up, and then I put it either in a bowl or a cup. I put granola on top of it, mm. and chia seeds, and coconut flakes, usually unsweetened, just because it's kind of like crunchy. It's nice. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes my mom will put like. Cacao, is it cacao? I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Cacao nibs. They taste yeah. kind of bitter. So if you don't like bitter, then don't use them. But that's majority of what we do. I like them though. It's so good. We've been putting this like, pink, like, uh, I don't really know. It's like a, man, I don't know the word for it. It's like an energy mm. good, like powder in it. And it's, oh, oh, it's like antioxidants, not energy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Like an antioxidant powder. Yeah. I think it's bright pink. It tastes very good. <laughs> do you know, I feel like. I can't remember what brand it is, but you should take a picture of it and I'll link it. Okay. But yeah, that is what we use sometimes. And there's also like a green, like um, healthy green stuff powder that we put in it too. Um, And the fruit masks the greenness. It doesn't taste that bad. It tastes pretty amazing. So, And you get tons of nutrients in it and it tastes just like fruity and delightful and refreshing. Yes. And I, I eat a lot of smoothie. 
You try to you try to eat it every day. It's probably like ten percent of my diet is smoothie. No, <laughs> probably not. Ten percent. That would be a, a lot. I feel like I don't know. Anyway, I love smoothies. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, smoothie balls. Great. So we'll be sure to put that recipe on there. But you should definitely try it out. Yeah. So thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. What a good time. We covered a lot in not that much time. Yeah. <laughs> Straight into the point. Exactly. And that was my amazing conversation with Charlotte. Honestly, I know her really well, and it's still hard for me to believe that she is only just graduating high school. This girl seriously has some God-given wisdom beyond her years. I am so thrilled we both got the time to sit down and have this conversation for you all. Dreaming big and having the trust in God to take that leap is something that can take a lifetime to learn, but Charlotte's words about taking that leap of faith are so inspiring to get out there and do just that. I loved when Charlotte said, dreaming big and pursuing dreams is a wonderful way for God to show you what really matters to you and mainly what matters to Him. What a beautiful way to look at pursuing our dreams. Whether the outcome is what we planned or not, Charlotte's story is so beautiful because it shows us that God's plan is often in the process. And showing Him that we are ready to take that leap of faith right alongside Him shows tremendous trust in His love for us and ultimately greater plan for our lives. We've all likely heard the phrase, His ways are greater than ours. Charlotte's surrender to God's greater vision for her life is so inspiring to witness, and I just know her words touched you today as you look to dream big in your own life. Charlotte, thank you for sharing with us today. I know I'm already looking for ways to take that leap with God and trust the process in my own life. For everyone listening, I can't wait to meet you back here next time when I sit down with a dear friend, Grace Hazar. We're chatting all about trusting God in times of uncertainty, and let me go ahead and tell you now, it is a good one. (laughs) Until then, know that we love you. We're praying for you all the time. Today's show music was created by Nick Petrov. Additional music and editing are by Aaron Trimble, and show notes are by yours truly. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for joining me, everyone. If you love Where Faith Grows, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give it a thumbs up. I sure am glad to have you join me in this space where we can explore faith and all the places it grows together. Have a wonderful week, friends. I'll see you next time on Where Faith Grows. Where Faith Grows.